In the Gospel of Matthew, nestled in chapter 2, we find these words. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. What on earth would cause the leader of the government to issue an order to kill all boys two years old and under? Did the infant children commit a crime? Were they of a death edict from the king? At the most basic level, children enter the world with a certain measure of innocence, lacking the ability in their early years to commit a crime worthy of receiving a death sentence from government leaders. We learn through the biblical narrative just before Herod ordered the death of all boys two years old and under, the Magi presented themselves in Jerusalem, inquiring about the birth of the Christ. These men traveled to Jerusalem to learn where the Christ was born. And upon hearing the Christ had been born in Bethlehem, the men set out to find the Christ. When they found the Christ, a child at the time, in the house with his mother, the Magi bowed down, worshipped him, and presented gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We also learn an angel of the Lord appeared to the child's father in a dream to warn him and to tell him to take the child along with his wife and escape to Egypt. Here we have Joseph, Mary, and the child between a rock and a hard place. Even more, every mother and father of a boy, two years old and under, in Bethlehem and the surrounding vicinity were trapped between a rock and a hard place. What is it like to be trapped between a rock and a hard place with no relief. At approximately 9.30 a.m. on December 14th in the year 2012, a white 20-year-old young man entered Sandy Hook Elementary School. After shooting and killing his mother there he killed six adults and 20 children. The children ranged in age from six years old to seven years old. And the adults ranged in age from 27 years old to 52 years old. All of whom lost their lives in a, hor in a horrible, horrific mass murder in contemporary time. The children, teachers, therapists, families, Sandy Hook community, and the rest of America was trapped between a rock and a hard place as the nation grappled with how to respond 
to this evil act. Was this evil act new in kind or new in time? I imagine if we could ask the black residents of Tulsa, Oklahoma in the year 1921, where 35 blocks were set ablaze, 300 people died and 800 people were injured, we might find an interesting answer. Tulsa, Oklahoma's Greenwood District, also known as Black Wall Street, was one of the most prosperous African-American communities in the United States. What began with a news report by the Tulsa Tribune stating a black man, Dick Rowland, attempted to rape a white woman, Sarah Page, triggered two days of carnage on the black community there in Tulsa. Businesses were burned, 9,000 people became homeless, and the black residents of the Greenwood District were killed and dispossessed. The black community of the Greenwood District was trapped between a rock and a hard place with no relief. And if we could ask those people if the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was new in time or new in kind, I imagine they would say it was new in time, not new in kind. The victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School mass killing were first graders, young, innocent children who lost their lives to senseless violence in the land. They were survived by friends, family members, their local community, and a nation that was altogether trapped between a rock and a hard place. The then president of the United States, Barack Obama, gave a televised address where he stated, we're going to have to come together and take meaning, meaningful, act, meaningful action to prevent tragedies like this, regardless of the politics. President Obama ordered flags to be flown at half staff at the White House and at federal buildings. The Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting was the kind of event that arrests one's memory to the point where you remember where you were when you heard the news. It was, the, it was the sort of event where your gut turned because deep down in your inner being, you realized there was a real and present evil in the land, a kind of evil that required a response from elected leaders, community leaders, families, and every pillar of the American culture. In that moment, and the following weeks, months, and years, 
we found ourselves along with the victims of the and survivors of the Sandy Hook mass killing trapped between a rock and a hard place with no relief. On April 20th in the year 1999, two male teenagers entered the campus of Columbine High School and began shooting fellow students. By the time the rampage ended, 12 students and one teacher were dead. We now know the wicked acts of the teenagers was intentional. For the teenagers made home videos prior to the rampage referencing their intentions and apologizing to their parents for their actions. The victims, their surviving friends and family, their local community, and the nation were trapped between a rock and a hard place. Could such an event be prevented? Is it possible to rid the land of mass shootings in places of public gathering? Was this evil new in time or new in kind? I imagine if we could ask the members of Mother Emanuel AME Church of Charleston, South Carolina, I have a hunch we would hear an interesting answer. At the conclusion of a peaceful Bible study, there in a house of worship in Charleston, South Carolina, on June 17th in the year 2015, a young white man entered the church where he fired 70 rounds, killing nine people. A massacre in a house of worship situated in the black community trapped the victims, their friends, family, community, and the nation between a rock and a hard place. The surviving families, church members, community, and nation to some extent mourned over this event and nothing was done to limit this sort of senseless violence. Once again, certain Americans found themselves trapped between a rock and a hard place with no relief. Was this evil act new in kind or new in time? I imagine the victims of the Mother Emanuel AME Church mass murder would respond. It's new in time, not new in kind. From the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, a deranged killer opened fire on a crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Festival in October of 2017. A white male gunman unleashed 15 minutes of hell upon the lives of people attending the concert. Panic swelled. People did what they could 
to prevent themselves from being shot. And when the rampage concluded, 58 people were dead and more than 800 people were injured. The surviving families, friends, community, and nation were trapped between a rock and a hard place as, as the nation once more found itself wrestling with the steady occurrence of mass shootings in America. Government leaders did nothing. Americans argued over gun rights and nothing changed. Once more, people were trapped between a rock and a hard place with no relief. Was this evil new in time or new in kind? I imagine if we could speak with the victims of the Buffalo supermarket mass shooting, we would hear a pointed answer. There on May 14th in the year 2022, an 18-year-old white teenager entered the Topps supermarket located in a predominantly black community in Buffalo, New York, and began to kill black people in a mass shooting event. The acts of this wicked person resulted in the death of 10 people where victims ranged in age from 20 to 86 years of age. A local community rocked. Families found themselves in the lake of grief as the nation once again faced with deciding if it will do something about gun violence in America the victims, surviving families, friends, community, and nation were trapped between a rock and a hard place. If victims of this event, of this evil act could speak, I imagine they would say this event is new in time, not new in kind. The teachers, students, and administrators of Robb Elementary School, located in Uvalde, Texas, found themselves on the receiving end of a lifetime of horror released upon them at the hands of a demented 18-year-old Latino male teenager who killed 19 children and two teachers after shooting his grandmother in the face. A mass shooting that, that occurred 
and gripped the hearts of countless Americans. Once again, a mass shooting in another community has been brought to its knees and the nation on bended knee once more was faced with deciding if something will be done to address mass shootings in America. For this event, there is no need to imagine how victims of a previous mass shooting will respond to the question of, is this evil new in kind or new in time? I'll respond as an African-American man living in the United States, this evil is not new in kind, it's new in time. Why do I say this? I'll tell you. America has a strange, unhealthy relationship with violence. So much so that the people killing one another in this land with the use of assault style weapons is simply another day in America. Elected leaders are not leading in this area. Americans are at odds over the value of human life. And the net result is people are trapped between a rock and a hard place with no relief. Many have prayed. Some have fasted and prayed. Others have organized and others have doubled down to protect the, the Second Amendment at all costs. With all of this and more going on, Americans are still trapped between a rock and a hard place with no relief. Is there anything we can learn from those words that I shared earlier that were nestled in the second chapter of the Gospel of Matthew? I believe so. If we decide to unite for the purpose of saving as many lives as possible from mass shootings in the land. If we allow ourselves to hear the small, still voice telling us to move the country away from this evil that we call mass shootings. It's beyond time to do something to end this horror in America. Yet the challenge that really lies before us is nothing can be done if we're unwilling to call this what it really is. This really is not a matter of trying to take guns from Americans. Of course, it, it lends itself to great headlines. It creates narratives. It even creates stories that are misleading. But the truth of the matter is, 
This evil that's in the land that we call mass shootings is not the result of the Second Amendment being in danger of being revoked. It is the result of America having an unhealthy and a strange relationship with violence. When we think about the amount of violence that occurs in this land, it is hard to quantify it with mere words. There are no few words that, can, that truly can describe the depth of trouble that we find our nation in. We're not in trouble because we don't have bright people in the land. We're not in trouble because we somehow cannot become an innovative people. We're in trouble because we have a complicated problem in the land. America has a strange relationship with violence. It is my estimation that when we witness these mass shootings, what we really are witnessing is the outward expression of an internal problem in the land. For so long, we've been consumed with domination, consumed with allowing anything to go, consumed with allowing families of every ethnic community and ethnic group to experience breakdowns in the land. We've been consumed with ducking and dodging the true issue. We've been busy creating distractions. We've been busy pointing the finger at one another. We've even been busy debating over matters <laughs> uh, that are not really worth the time and the energy because we fail to address the true underlying issue at hand. This nation has a strange and unhealthy relationship with violence. And to this day, we have yet to see a leader we have yet to see a group of leaders that are on the scene and committed to leading this country out of the darkness and the abyss of its love affair with violence. We may never see that leader or those group of leaders present themselves in our lifetime. But we must be honest with ourselves. We must not kid ourselves. These murders, not only just the mass shootings, but the senseless killing of any person in this country are all tied together in a complicated web of America's love affair with violence.
We've seen the message of Christianity be co-opted and hijacked uh, to keep people distracted at odds with one another. We've seen messages of justice warriors be co-opted, repurposed, repackaged to keep the American people distracted from what the real issue is. We've got to get back to being about peace, love, harmony, righteousness, and justice in the land. We've got to get back to making sure that as a nation, we, we are cherishing and valuing the family unit. For the truth of the matter is, the family unit is the one unit that all of us have in common regardless of our ethnic grouping. It's time for us to move away from this affixation with race. For the truth of the matter is, whether the killer, the murderer, the evil person is white, black, Asian, or otherwise, we've got to realize that our entanglement with race has cost us too much in this land. It's beyond time for America to move beyond race, to move beyond racism. I'm not talking about mere prejudices because everybody has prejudices. Don't be distracted to think that relations between people and ethnic groups is about prejudice. prejudice. It's not. Everybody has prejudice. That's a personal matter. I'm talking about how we get together, how we work together, can live together collectively as a people in a land. We have to be concerned with ridding that land then of racism. And part of that is to ensure that we do away with this thing called race. I know what I'm saying could probably blow some of my listeners' ears off. But it's beyond time to just simply speak truthfully, truthfully about where we are. We've got to do what a young Van Zandt often's called, calling a thing a thing. Our real issue in this country is we have a strange, unhealthy relationship with violence. And the net result is we're trapped between a rock and a hard place. And up to this point, we haven't had any relief. So I ask you, as you've listened, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do 
to help this nation move toward love, peace, harmony, righteousness, and justice. What are you going to do in your own family, in your own ethnic community to help end this love affair that our nation has with violence? Are you going to go around simply name calling, putting labels on people? Are you going to go around continuing to vote as usual? Are you going to go around simply trying to identify yourself with a particular political party? Are you going to continue to define yourself by the people you associate with, by your job, by your, your zip code, by the car you drive, the number of degrees you have? What good is all of that when you're living in a violent land? What are you going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Because the truth is, we're trapped between a rock and a hard place. And to date, we've seen no relief.